Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We're back. It's the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. I'm Joshua Fisher along with Alexander Disciples, Nicholas, Snacks, Crider, and the Quan Cosby. Get your horns up because here we go. Horns up, talking Texas, West Virginia game, another heart attack for the boys. We're just taking away our lives. <laughs> Fortunately for uh, myself, Toss, uh, and Nick, uh, we're a bit younger than Quan. So, Quan, it's looming a bit harder for you, man. The, 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 the years this basketball team you know, is. I'm on pills now. I'm pretty much <laughs> off pills. Okay. So, it's made you younger. Uh, but, Baseball, we want to get into both. Obviously, the Baylor game doesn't go our way, but Quan, you were at that and we want to hear about it, uh, you know, being the last game of the drum. And baseball were unbelievable, which I want to start there in a sec, in a sense, because we all know what's going on with the MLB. MLB's canceling games. Rob Manfred's a joke. Um, and like showers with the lights off, complete loser. Um, but that could actually somehow be our benefit. Because if you like baseball, you're going to have to turn somewhere and people could turn to watch college baseball. And fortunately, finally for Texas, like the big three, quote unquote, because women's sport dominates swimming and diving. We dominate. But, golf. you know, golf, let's just call a spade a spade. They does not get close to love, obviously, as the football team and the basketball team. And right now being the top team in the country, the baseball team. So not having the MLB maybe for, you know, let's say 20, 30 games could be our benefit as far as getting a lot of eyes on our players and getting a lot of eyes on our program. Uh, and we're eight and no and Quan, you're at that Bama series too, man. We have one, we have a couple pictures, but that kid Pete Hansen is lights out. Dude, man, it was, uh, it, you know, it's funny. We talk about their numbers and, and, you know, 0.5 as a, as a pitching staff, eight games in is insane with metal bats. That's just insane. Um, but the weather was atrocious. You know, like, oh, low scoring game and all of that. No, nah, man, the weather was bad. Guys showed up. They made plays. They, they, I think they missed maybe a couple of executions on bunts and different things like that. But diving catches, you saw it all. Yes, our pitching staff is unbelievable, especially our starters and you coming in middle to, to our closer. But to see Hodo out there making diving catches, to see Faltini just still being how great he is, you know, as short and just across the, you know, the, the board, you know, rankings are early and you're like, ah, you know, who knows how it's going to play itself out. The big 12, very similar to big 12 basketball is always yeah. so damn tough, but listen, man, we're going to learn a lot this weekend in Houston, yeah. but 
that's what we said before this series. Alabama was 5-0 and coming in, SEC baseball. Alabama used very competitive, and we swept them. Like, just spanked them, did what we needed to do, especially with that, that pitching staff. So they are, they are legit. They get it the way they prepare. They're practicing, and that's, you know, Coach Pierce, you know, Allen, all the guys, Coach, you know, Trullo. They look like a minor slash big league, at least preparation team. I'm not saying all these guys are going to go to the league, but yeah. how you prepare and, and how you execute on that level and even how you win. We talked about it on the football side. I'm like, I'm not sure these guys know how to win yet. They, they don't matter enough on that level, but what they're doing and how they prepare. And I get there early enough to watch because I'm a nerd out. You know, I nerd out on baseball. Totally. It looks good. Yeah. yeah. We talked about it a little bit last week um, when the three of us were chatting and, you know, we're, we talk about that competitive nature of, of, of uh, other sports on campus, right? Trying to get contagious with winning. You look at when it rains, it pours kind of like in Georgia, right? The dogs, the Braves, you know, if you look at the Los Angeles teams, the Lakers, the Rams, the Dodgers, I mean, it happens in New England. So that competitive nature of, the other sports teams, football and basketball, following suit after baseball is putting on a clinic right now. And hopefully they can continue it having the rest of the season go their way and get to Omaha and win it all. Um, but hopefully, you know, we can inspire the rest of our athletics programs to do the same thing because, you know, you, you don't want to be uh, left out of the party, right? I mean, if a couple of sports are doing well and one sport is slacking, like you want to pick it up a little bit. Dude, but we just won that cup, though. I mean, we, every other sport is doing well. Yeah, you know, like, really, ass. you take away basketball and football. I mean, we won natties in tennis, natties and won another Big 12 in swimming. Surprise, surprise. You know, track and field, another Big 12, men and women's sports. Volleyball was ranked number one all year. So True. I, I'm, I'm with you in that perspective. But I think, you know, again, we're in the South football, you know, we're in the blue blood football is king. But if we really look at the stats of baseball, hell, it's a damn good argument that we're either a swimming or baseball school because they have a lot of natties, a lot of conference championships, a lot, a lot of, of appearances in, in Omaha. And so they're living up to that. They have their own standard. I, I, I agree from a other sports standpoint and momentum. However, Football went five and seven, and baseball started number one. So True. they're in their own league Very right good. now, baby. Yeah, Very I true. mean, and, you know, it's, again, like you said, Tennessee, LSU, and UCLA, all solid programs. I mean, these are big tests and different teams, and, you know, you don't have, like, the thing about Bama, we start off, we beat the 1-0, then 2-0, and then we kind of let our bats get into rhythm uh, against the team, against Alabama, and we beat them 6-1. You're not going to have that. Like it's three different ball clubs in, in three different days. So you're not going to have that same kind of, I mean, yeah, you go, go against different pitchers, but you're not going to kind of have time to settle in and play, you know, like a three game series, even if you drop one, there's different teams every day. So that's exciting. And we can really put a stamp on being number one this weekend. Obviously Bama is a, a good school, but an SEC school, these other three programs, they really have put some guys in the league. Tigers have, Bruins have, and the Volunteers have. So going three and zero here uh, again, Kool Aid time for me as always. 
uh, <laughs> really, really. Hey, really- listen, your Kool-Aid is very, um, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I was a little hesitant on the football because I needed to figure it out. Oh no, bro. I, I am swan diving, backstroking, yeah. um, like catching it in my mouth. I, I, I am all in on this baseball squad. I've, and again, I think I was before just because of the way they handled themselves, mm-hmm. but after seeing them in person and, and seeing how impressive they, they are. Oh, I'm, I'm all, all in that Kool-Aid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And only, only eight games into the season and you know that this doesn't change for any Texas team, but you know that the targets on their backs are huge. They're, they're ginormous, but they're, they're living up to the hype. And that's what your teams, you know, in the two thousands were all about Quan. We've talked endlessly on this podcast, you know, in relation to our football team, but that culture, if it can permeate into, into the, the football locker room, into the basketball locker room, like you're talking about Josh, um, this could be really cool. I also just think that, you know, with, with the MLB lockout to me, I mean, 62 and eight is what we're outscoring teams right now. It's crazy. That's an unbelievable split. It feels, it feels a little bit like if we can, if we can become, I mean, this feels a little like, like Gino Ariyama, like Yukon Huskies, women's basketball type of type of team <laughs> right here. Like seriously, like we're, yeah, it does. we're outscoring teams by a crazy margin. I mean, yeah, this is a huge test. The, yeah, that's these like, next it's three like a, games. It's like a Texas versus UTEP opening football game. Dude, <laughs> dude, I'm gonna tell or you, what, or what it mine. should, or what it should be. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. It, it would have been close lately, but um, a buddy of mine who's a big better. I don't know if he bets on what y'all bet on, but um, he's a big better, and he was gonna take the, I think under, because you know I'm still trying to figure this whole betting thing out. Um. But the under was eight for like one game. And he told me, he said, dude, if I would have taken the under, I would have won for the series. To your point, 60 some and eight and all like he said they did not score eight points the entire series. And he would have won. So man, pitching unbelievable, defense backing them up. It's just early. And this is the crazy piece about it. We were like, oh, well, y'all are getting way too hyped for them. It's so early in the season. Honestly, early is when you see the worst ball and then you develop it. How how, how much have we been talking about basketball? We're like, oh. well, they're kind of new. They're going to gel together. And midseason, before March, you hope they ha- hit their stride. For this team to be this absolute polished, this eight games in, damn. Yeah. Dude, it's baseball's the biggest. It's the biggest game of adjustments. It really is. I mean, think about like if you look at the, just look at the pros, like every year guys warm into it. You know, if you're playing fantasy baseball, I don't even look at for I, I when I look at fantasy baseball of who I want to pick, quote unquote, in the draft. I, do, I don't even look at the full season. I just look at second half stats. How do you play in the second half when the game when you caught up to the game? Like when you settled in and caught up to the game, like how did you play when I needed to play well? You're 100 percent right. It's completely different than the other sports where they're definitely playing there. Like uh, Faltine, he's like he's playing. He's not even hitting that well. He's what about is he 278? Like it's so at that point, like our best player, our best batter, or one of, he's still warming into the season. Fortunately, though, if you look at if you look at the teams that win time and time again, and the big one being Vanderbilt. Pitching reigns supreme, reigns supreme in pros, any level it reigns supreme. 
And we have a couple guys like Pete, who we mentioned, Wits, who we mentioned, who can actually Stevens is good. Like, yeah. but he doesn't strike guys out like the other two. Like those other guys strike guys yeah, but he out. He works so fast. So he when, works. He yeah. when one of your strengths is your defense, keep them loose. And by the time this cat sneezes, he's bringing the ball and like, hey, let's go, let's play ball. Mm-hmm. And that makes the the hitters just a, a tad bit uncomfortable. You see a lot with him. People, oh, timeout, timeout, timeout. Every time you do that, you're out of what your rhythm is. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's similar to golf and the other things. And so it's uh, it, it's amazing how they they know who they are and they're going to get the best of who they are out, in my opinion, every chance they can. And that's what we've seen early on in the season, which is why, I, dude, baseball is a long freaking season. So if they had dropped one of these games, I'd still be like, oh, they're still number one. But no, man. I mean, the closest game they had was in Corpus Christi. It was some chirping. It was one of, you know, little brothers type thing. The wind was blowing 30 miles per hour. And that got in their head a little bit. But even then, they found a way to win. Mm, Absolutely. In the game of baseball, you see it all. I mean, you'll see the worst team in the MLB beat the team that has the best record because that's how baseball works. So they still, even early on in those conditions, found a way to win. 30 miles per hour wins and... 40 degrees and so goes back to something else yeah there's leadership on this team yeah i mean again like it's another keeping in perspective like it's not college football where like if you're seven and one your season's on the line like if, yeah. you're, if we're like you're saying if we're seven and one here we're like all right let's well, still good right and like, if we're like oh yeah we go three and oh against tc tennessee lsu and ucla if we that's incredible if we do that big time Listen, as good as I'm saying we are, I don't know if they're going to do that. So if we do that, oh, goodness. Yeah, but that goes to your point, Q. It's like you look like the Orioles sometimes can beat the Dodgers. Doubt it. Yeah, that's the game of baseball, right? Some guy could have just a lockdown game and and no one can touch him. Yeah, wouldn't tell your buddy who bets a lot to bet on the Orioles over the Dodgers, but (laughs) sometimes... Sometimes they, they it happens. It's a, it's so many games. You're not gonna run the gauntlet. It's literally impossible. You can't go 100. Like the most wins in baseball, I think, is 116 by the Mariners, 112, something like that, which is absurd. So yeah, yeah. and I, I it's really exciting though. And I think going kind of parlaying into basketball. That I mean, the Baylor team is injured, which hurts. It was at home, and I want to hear about that. We the people. Oh, I got one quick deal before you parlay oh. into basketball. Go. I didn't feel comfortable talking about this, even though we were getting big leads in football and we were, you know, feeling pretty confident early on until we weren't anymore. The beauty of this team is they are 100% talking about Omaha. Oh, yeah. Because they know who they are and how they're going to execute. They have that humble confidence. Have any of y'all been to Omaha before? Yes. I have not. I have not. Yes. Uh, Ask me no, the no. question if I'm so. Going back. Before we move on, <laughs> if it works itself out, I think we all should go to Omaha. Just I agree. Time. Boys trip. Boys trip to Omaha. Dude, I went last year for the first time, and the whole again, if you city? like sports atmospheres. It is one of the best. It is phenomenal. It's cool. It, it's 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 it is what it, it is. So damn fun. I was blown away by. It. 
And they said the old school stadium was even better, but the new one, I'm cool with it. It actually has working toilets. So that's what I'm trying to do it. But, um, dude, I, I think we're talking about it now. I know we're early. I don't give a damn from what I've seen. And because of their leadership, yeah. if they, if it all plays out, we should go to our mom. Oh, I Twist agree. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I mean, like easy, easy people self. always say, don't get ahead of yourself, right? One game at a time. But look at a school like Gonzaga in basketball. Like Dude, they know they're they going. They are talking about the championship in the final four day one. Day one. Alabama is talking about it day one. When we went in, in 05, you think the hell with day one. We were talking about it in July. Yeah. So that whole, if you put in the work and you have the pieces, you can talk about it, and now it's about going and execute. So I think they have the pieces. Now we just need to be mindful of flying on the plane and getting to Omaha. Yeah, so, tickets, tickets only get more expensive the closer you get. Exactly. So, so we might want to book some. And by the way, the resale is not too bad if something goes astray. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine. the. If, I think that is how you have to be if you're this kind of program. I only have been to Omaha once. I swore I would never go back. Now, I'm not a man. I'm not a man of my word. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) You went to watch UT, right? No, I was driving. I I was driving through on a road trip to Co. It was during Co. That's what I ain't give a damn about you driving through Nebraska. I'm talking about to see baseball. I've been to Nebraska a bazillion times. I had never been to the tournament. No, I've never been to the tournament either. Oh, so yeah, none of y'all have then. That's what I'm talking about. That's a whole different Omaha than yeah, re- Josh, regular you're, you're Omaha. Using, is cow patties and craziness. Right, right. Josh is using facial tissue. We're using Kleenex. That's that's the difference, right? Like it's <laughs> it's it's Omaha the brand. I the only to, rep- it's only I, representative I, of this baseball tournament. I just put I don't care about the most of the time. And we'll hopefully by then, credit. hopefully by then, Josh is eating meat so we can get some Omaha steaks. That's true. Maybe we'll see. I will say oh, no. this. Oh, hell no. I don't care about sports. I need to hear about this. Yeah, you're not eating meat right now? I, I, as long as I've known you. I no shit. Yeah, you he's, didn't know that? Pescatarian. Yeah, I mean, about two years ago, right? Oh, yeah, which, by the way, I no, am but cool with that. You're veggie right now. Absolutely. No, I've no, said all fish. the time if I could ever do any of those things, it would be pescatarian because I, I can eat fish every day of my life. I love fish. Find a way, so that's cool. So I, I do get that. I thought this was like some like, and I don't know if it was spiritual. I didn't know if it was a no, month. I didn't know no. if it was. So you, so you, I'm you didn't know that. You didn't. I had no idea. We I never talked eat. about that on here. We yeah. went to lunch together. We went to lunch together. We had a veggie sandwich. Yeah. yeah, but you came a little bit later, so I didn't see what you ordered. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> what do you mean you didn't see what I ordered? I sat down on it. It's not like I ate in the corner. I sat down on it. <laughs> well, he's not like he's not like taking off the bun. Dude, seeing like hey, inside hey, your sandwich. Toss, you I, hey, he hold on. Hey, I, let me let me see his every. Let me count his shoes. Hell yeah. no, I'm not counting your shoes. I was smashing. I had some meat and I was tearing that sandwich up. Sandwich so, is good. I don't know. Knowing Josh, he would have he would have held up the sandwich to you and been like, this is a veggie sandwich, by the way. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I two years ago, I was like, I couldn't work out. So I was like, all right, let me just kind of like refine my diet and make it a little bit healthier and cleaner. Because I was, we, Toss and I used to live together. We were living with a guy, this also was a part of it, who was eating McDonald's, like breakfast, lunch, dinner. The guy was 6'4". Yeah, but he was six four and just like a, a stick, 
And my body doesn't work like that. And I was like, all right, I need to like put some rules in place and regulations so I could kind of curb everything and eat healthier. And it worked and it just stuck. Uh, but I've, I've talked to Nick recently about like maybe kind of going easing back into meat. And I've thought about it. Well, hey, y'all have heard of the name of Mr. Aaron Ross? Yes. Oh, yeah. He's pescatarian. Is he? he but was it press? What? How do you say it? Pescatarian. Yeah, pescatarian. Okay, got it. So yeah, he is as well, and oh, yeah. and 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 now he still works out a little bit. But he's, I tell him every time I see him, I'm like, bro, this is ridiculous. You you still look like you just won another Super Bowl and national championship. And so yeah, he has been for a long time. I do feel like Sonya is as well. I don't know that for sure, but I know Aaron is because we did an event together, uh, Texas OU, and they brought out these really nice steaks at Three Forks, and he then sent it back and got some fish and i certainly had his steak yeah <laughs> yeah that's a huge deal i mean yeah i think that's like the that's like the least of it i yeah but i don't eat i'll eat maybe if it if it comes to it like i'll try some for sure i mean i look i don't know the biggest thing for me is we go to this baseball game oh camaraderie come you're about to see somebody dip like you've never seen somebody dip before <laughs> i dip at a baseball game like literally they paid me to do it <laughs> <laughs> You should have seen it. We weren't sitting with you at the football at the OU game, Q. Nick and I lost each other for like the first 10 minutes. So by the time I got to Nick, it was 14 nothing, just so you know. Like the yeah. first 10 minutes we were in the stadium, like Nick had gone, I'd gone with some buddies, Nick and I'd gone with some buddies. We were coming to meet together. I run up to Nick. I don't think I was wearing a shirt at this point already. And I had like so much dip. My, I went through the whole can during the whole game. It's ridiculous. That's why that's why I big. So you guys can eat the steaks. I'll just hey, eat have it. hey guys. Um, I'm not gonna eat steak, but I'm gonna dip a whole <laughs> yeah, I'll, eat the, I'll eat the pouches. The, yeah, yeah, that's I mean, look, you know, no, you're calls. not supposed to. Don't eat the pouches. <laughs> don't, <laughs> eat, right. yeah, don't eat the packet. Um, but yeah, it's we should for sure go to that. That'd be awesome. And look, that's exactly the, that's the kind of mentality you need to have. And I do think that's the kind of mentality that we are instilling in our basketball game. Q, you were there. It didn't. The Baylor game didn't go the way we wanted to. But first of all, I don't think they're gonna win. I have no faith in them winning the national yeah. championship. Oh no, 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 yeah, that, Baylor. That, they're not gonna repeat. They're not gonna. First of all, repeating is impossible. Is next to impossible. They have a lot of injuries, and I would look. I don't think we're there yet. But we hung with them for most of the game. But if we didn't, if we weren't, well, we this, hung with them, and we shot seventeen percent from the three point. We can't shoot a three. That's it. Well, but but that. That's team average, though. So what are we what are we saying? That's bad. I mean, that's pretty normal for us. No. Yeah. I mean, that's par for the yeah, course. And, for and sure. it was a, what a two possession game. I heard Coach Beard this morning talk about it. He's like, we lost six. We, we, we missed six free throws. We, sh- we went like three for 24, four for 24 at the three point line. And we're a two possession game. Sorry, Baylor. Now, again, our defense is really impressive. They're, so good. Through the first half, we locked them down like nobody's business. But if you're that bad from the three-point line, if you're missing free throws, if you're doing all that, you need to get blown out. And there's a time where we're a couple of shots from being up by 15 on them. Yeah, 100%. So, it's, it's, so no, I don't think Baylor's going to win it all this year. Mm-hmm. I, I do think they're going to be competitive. I think they're going to be really tough. I think the same about Tech. But two things. Our defense at times is so good, but I have to give shout out to the Longhorn Nation because I'm hard on the Longhorn Nation about our fansmanship, especially at football games. And, you know, we kind of have some golf clappers sometime. The baseball, I mean, the, 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 well, baseball too. 
but the basketball crew that I, I've, I think I went to seven or eight games this year. Every single one of those were either sold out or very close to it. But what I saw freaking yesterday, it was in people were insane. And by yesterday, Monday night for Baylor, like they were loud, they were crazy. And I'm gonna tell you, I think it affected Scott. I don't think Scott Drew have ever been in the Farrell Center. I mean Farrell Center, the Frank Irwin Center. Farrell Center is Waco. Sorry, born there. But Frank Irwin Center and heard what he heard yesterday because he was being a little lame and arguing with the refs and crazy. It was a physical game. It felt like March and it, it was, it was pretty fun. You know, there, there's not time. I hate losing. We've talked about that, but it's not many times I've left that stadium and been like, damn, that was a good time though. And, and it really felt like that. I was inspired for what I feel like the momentum of what coach Beard staff team is going to go into the Mooney center from what I saw yesterday. I don't feel bad about going into the tournament or like the big 12 tournament for that matter, though, like on the part of feeling bad, like I know you be toss out, you get to it, but like <laughs> we played like Quan, you could feel the, that's why I was really frustrated when we lost because you could feel that energy, you know, at least in the defensive end and in the paint, like Bishop is every game playing bigger and bigger oh, and bigger. Love Bishop. Timmy Allen works for it off night though. But he offensive rebounds in big moments and puts back. He really, he like he will. Ha- he's had some lapses of like, dude, where are you? You're like oh for six from the field. You've got no points or four points. And he has moments though where he literally put four guys on his back and it's like, I want you to pass it out, but goddamn, I kind of respect you for trying to go up with that. And it's the thing that makes me somewhat hopeful is this: we shoot so badly from three, it's frightening at times but we play such good defense that we're always in games for the most part. So if you're playing good enough defense where you are in games and you get those one or two nights where you get those one or two kids and they just get hot, like AJ and Ramey and Jace who can get hot. Yeah. Fever's coming back. I texted you guys. I mean, watching him get hot is big. I mean, he's coming back from injury and giving him some confidence to inspire him to start to take some more threes. I mean, that's going to be huge for the tournament. Marcus Carr could just stop dribbling into the paint and dribbling out of the paint and just dribbling off his thing. It just he he out dribbles himself sometimes, but well, especially I've, for a Baylor defense that I don't know that I've ever seen a defender get in his stuff. Yeah, to keep it PC like that. Yeah, that dude was in his kitchen. Yeah, for sure. Like, to where I was feeling uncomfortable, I was like, "Dude, Carr, blow by him. Do so-. like he is in your." Truck, in his car, car grill, yeah. house. And so Marcus has to overcome that. I think four times he tried to over dribble and end up having to pick it up or getting a strip. So, dude, you, you got to get past that. That's what Baylor's going to do. They, they watch film. They, they're challenging you on that level. He did actually have a decent game last night. But those three or four turnovers, again, when you're talking about a seven, eight-point game are pretty costly. Mm-hmm. I do think it's it's tough for Marcus. Like in high school, I was the primary ball handler. But if there was a guy that was engaging me like that, who was just an absolute, just like a ball hawk, who was just up in my grill the entire game, what I would do is I would pass it off to the other guy that could run our offense. And I would just go off ball and, and just run for mm-hmm. like four yeah. possessions straight. And I would just tire this guy out. So the next time that I got the ball where I could initiate the offense, 
he didn't have enough juice in him to get into me like that. But unfortunately, we don't, have that we don't really have another guy that can do what Marcus can do. And Askew doesn't issue. have the confidence from Beard to keep him in for more than 30 minutes in a game. I was about to say, I, Askew I like, but for some he reason did. Beard don't keep him in too long. Dude, I mean, he can't you score. Go back he just can't highlights. score. He's he can't, he can't score. So great. He's actually driving as much, if not more, than Carr. I like what I see, but I don't get paid what Beard gets paid. So I won't ever question that. But I like Askew. And you don't often see them in the game together. No. Yeah. I think if he had a little more confidence in his jump shot and so. in his floater, I mean, because he can break guys down. You're right, Quan. He, he really can break guys down and he's such a good passer. His, so Toss, you're yeah. big time basketball. So I'm going to defer to you on this because you don't have more confidence in his jump, jump shot. We went three for 20, 24 for three. No, 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 like, no, no, no. He doesn't have confidence. Oh, in okay. Got shot. you. And you got can him. tell when he, when he catches on the perimeter yeah. and he's he got open me. space. Yeah. He get he's there's that half second of pause where he doesn't just let it fly. Right. So where a guy like a AJ and a guy like Ramey are just like unconscious. They're like, you give me a green light. I'm shooting. I don't care. Bang, bang is what we saw last night. So clank, clank, he doesn't yeah. have confidence in it. Is that him or is that his fear of coming off the bench and making a mistake and getting yanked? minutes? Yeah, no, I no, think I, it's both. Yeah, I, mean, I think both. if I think I think losing minutes is a big thing for him as well, too. Right. Like he he's a transfer from Kentucky. Right. He was used to playing behind those big guys at Kentucky tries to come to a new university, maybe rebrand himself a little bit or, you know, get some more playing time and he's fighting for mid still. So like, he doesn't want to make the mistakes. He wants to be the distributor. And every time I see him, you know, driving to the paint as well, like I'm not seeing him take, you know, contested layups or anything like that, or, or driving in, like he's always kicking it out and he's finding guys, but like, I've rarely seen him put up a shot. Well, he put up a floater last night and it didn't the other night. It didn't hit. Right. And that was an issue. Like he, I think what's what he has no the issue of the jump shot is apparent, but you're right, Toss. He's got no confidence in his floater, which he can break guys down and get to that point where he's got a good running floater. He had it a couple, he had it a couple times. Yeah, he, he, I've seen it several times. Well, what about this? Too? I do, I think, I think, Quan, before you get into that, I think a lot of it has to, if you roll back the tape on this podcast, one of the things that we were all calling for was early in the season, we wanted more Devin. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he got enough run against teams that weren't very good to give him the confidence now where he's playing against high competition, big 12 games, no easy wins. And it's not that he's buckling. I, he's still competing. He's getting out there, but there's not enough confidence in the coaching staff to keep him out there when it, when it counts most. And, and, and I guess that's what I'm getting into. So I, I'm going back to a little something, not to speak on the NBA piece of it, but you're, you'd have to absolutely be under a rock to not see John Morant's performances and how he's balling out. What people aren't talking about is the fact that he had 34 points in the paint. John Morant leads the NBA in the paint because he's fearless, because he's driving, because he's doing all that. Is are people think overthinking are, are, are our players because of Chris Beard's kind of perspective of yank one mistake, but it's amazing to me that a game that Steph Curry is shooting 30 to 40% from three, and he's the best of all time. Our guys, you know, miss one shot and they're getting yanked. Is that becoming somewhat of an issue? And I want to parlay that with what I saw from the Baylor guards. The reason Scott drew got the number one guard on the planet is because he lets them play free. 
Um, I love defense, and our defense is phenomenal. But let's be real. How many guys in the NBA are playing, like, hardcore defense? So is this going to be a long – and I'm thinking big picture. Is this going to be a long-term issue for getting some of the guards that Scott Drew are getting and because of the freedom you have at Baylor on offense that's going to get you in the first or second round versus, you know, there's not a lot of first round – but you know what? We're, there's Gary Payton is was phenomenal and we love him might be aging some of y'all but I love Gary Payton but you're you're not getting drafted in the first round because you know you you were this the, the shut down defensive guy these days in my opinion so two things one are people in their head because of that because I feel like when they drive even Andrew he get a couple of hoops couple of play, great layups and things he did as Royals car um, do they have that real true freedom to drive? And second, long-term, is this going to be a problem with rec recruiting versus Tech and Baylor and these guys who are so free at the offensive level with, with their schemes? I don't – I think some of it is personnel-based, which we've talked about before. We've, we've gotten into it. I mean, you bring up John Morant. He is – a beast in the paint. He's also, he's in an athletic class of his own, right? One that we only really saw with Russell Westbrook when he was, when he was early younger in the league, right? Like part of that is just John Morant has unbelievable hops. Vince he's, Carter. he's incredibly, he's, inc he's incredibly quick. His footwork is excellent. So he can, he can sneak past guys. He can go over guys. He can go into guys. He's, he's fearless. And, and he, he loves the contact. Oh, I think part of it for our me. guards, part of it for our guards is we don't have, we don't have the bigs to offensive rebound. You get in your head when you're a guard, you don't want to shoot in the paint. If you know that you're going to get yanked, but you especially don't want to shoot. If you know that if you, if you rip a floater or you try and force a shot against a contest, a big that's contesting you that you don't have an, an offensive rebounder who no can backup. clean that up and get an easy bucket. No backup. And so then you you get even more in your head and it's just a it's a snowball effect. I think that has a lot to do with it. But I do think that all it takes is one guy. All it takes is one recruit to come to Texas that can break a defender down. And Marcus can do that. He did that excellently at the end of the West Virginia game. I think that that was, you know, a game we should talk about because it was a really gritty win. And Marcus had two big buckets at the end where he broke yeah, down the defender, mm -hmm. got to the paint and scored. So I, some of it, I think, is mental so for him because I think he can, do, he can do it. Well, here's here's another thing I wanted to bring up. In conference play, we've only won. We've only been able to string along three wins in a row before we've lost a game. And it only happened one time. This is a team that is playing high competition. And why I'm not incredibly confident about us going into the Big 12 tournament or the NCAA tournament, which we will make, of course, is that we haven't been able to put along a stretch of wins that's more than five True. games. And, and, and that's, that's an issue because you have to get hot and you have to be able to maintain that heat, that fire. And one thing I was looking for was us to roll through Baylor after we got a gritty win against West Virginia, but we didn't, right? We, we didn't have that extra gas in the tank to get us there. Yeah, so what, you're saying is, what you're saying is we're due for a five-game win streak. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, love to, I'd love to see it. I'd love to um, see it. I think you touched on bigs. And it's interesting because you, you were talking about the NBA a little bit. Like, and I, the games will always mirror each other. And look at some of the best players in the NBA this year, like the three guys competing for the MVP, Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid. Obviously, Jokic can shoot from downtown and can pass like a mother. 
Embiid can shoot. You know, Giannis doesn't have a three ball, but Giannis is one of the best paint players of our like in the last 10 years, if not the best. He's like Shaq 2.0. Oh, like my, young my man from Dallas, not in that top three MVP. He's he's probably four. I mean, yeah, he, Luke is incredible. He's I mean, right Luke there. Luke is so great. But he just had a see him Thursday, by the way. He's gonna be so so good. so good, Quan. Yeah, hey, 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 I'm going to I'm going to a side note, going to Dallas to watch Mavs and Golden State this freaking week. It's gonna be so freaking awesome. That's a good one. Oh, that's so, so awesome. that is so sick. Oh my god. I don't go to a lot of NBA games, but no, my boy invited me. I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to Dallas to watch that. Drive nine hours for that one. The uh <laughs> But look at college hoops this year, and it's like a big thing we've discussed. Kentucky has a dominant big. Illinois has a dominant big. Purdue has this guy that's seven foot four. He's literally two, that, guy's, that guy's huge. He's two human <laughs> beings. Well, they he have, can move too, by the way. He's yeah. good. Gonzaga. Gonzaga, bigs. There's teams. It's tech. like the attack. It's the year of the big. Like you go across the board. Like the teams that are going to be good have bigs or can shoot the lights out of the place. And at least always be, you'll know they'll always be in it. Our team, unfortunately, forget the primary ball handler because we know that's an issue and you definitely need that. But we don't have a real true big. Like if we saw Jericho Sims even, now I'm not even talking Jared. I'm not even talking, you know, MT. Uh, and I feel like I'm forgetting somebody that's Bomba. 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 Yeah. If we still had like, I mean, Jericho's still put, he put up good numbers the other night. We got, he got run with the Knicks, Jackson but Jackson, yeah, that's who it was with Jackson. But if we had Jericho even still, it would be night and day like that. If we had Jericho Sims, I'm not even talking about having oh, like, I know it's like the fifth best big we've had in the last 10 years in a great run of bigs. Well, and of course, we're missing missing Mitchell. So, again, yeah. we have that that other person that could be a factor with that height. That, that, that not to, yeah, not to mention we were rolling out Kai Jones, who is a 6'10 forward, too, right? Like. It was it was height all across the board. Even Lambert back like, in the day, like, like John Morant, that dude had a hops out of bro, this world. Bro, Brown as well. Was, yeah, he was my favorite player. I don't know why, but how guys that I not love. I mean, we all love Kai. I loved Kai Jones, Quan, and I said something like something like a crazy like he was going to be the next Giannis on our other podcast. I'm going to say crazy things <laughs> all the time. But I, I, he's that athletic. He's that raw. Yeah, Dexter he's, Pittman. Like the list goes on and on yeah. and on. We, I do think, though, to answer your recruiting question about drafts, Davion Mitchell of Baylor was drafted in the top 10. He had a great tournament, but he wasn't the shooter that in the score that his teammate Jared Butler was who went way later. Yeah, that's a good Jared, but- Jared Butler was the bucket getter for Baylor. He went Dude, after shot like 50 percent from three lights like, out. Yeah, he was a he was an absolute college bucket. But Davion Mitchell was the pick. Because Davion Mitchell, who can score in his own right, also play defense. Defense will get you, will keep you in the NBA and get you drafted. If you can defend and shut guys down, look, you have to be able to shoot the basketball. That's 101. You can shoot, you're going to have a place in the NBA. But if you can lock guys down and play defense, and then you have some shooting capabilities, that'll get you drafted. And Chris well, Beard. We say with P.J. Tucker. Yeah. Look, P.J. Tucker gets – he's valuable everywhere he goes. You get, you get all five positions. I mean, he'll struggle at the one and the five, but, like, two through four, he can lock it down. I mean, why are the Celtics, like, kind of piecing now that they're all healthy, piecing it together? Because they're so dominant defensively. Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Rob Will, one, two, three. Like, 
defense gets you there. Like, you know, and I, th- I don't think it'll hurt us recruiting wise. We have a big, we have a top 10 recruit coming in next year. Uh, who's a forward. We just need like a complete team. A lot of these other teams, like Illinois, who I brought up, who's like my, like a team that I'm kind of like keeping a close eye on. is like a sleeper pick who could be like a five or six seed, but that I think they have, they have Cockburn, they have Frazier. They have a couple guys there who have, have, have a good experience and they have that good guard and big man combo, which kind of, you know, can help you go deep in March madness. And we just are missing that. So I don't think it hurts us in recruiting. Cause I think, the style of play that Chris Beard has, um, you know, it, it lends itself to the NBA, hopefully. But I do think the yanking is like we're a little past. It's a little late to be yanking too quick. I think he's got to like kind of let his guys find their flow a little bit more in games. But I think yeah, you brought up the, the best point. Toss was ask you. He didn't get enough run early, so he's kind of it seems almost behind the eight ball, which I think is a great. I will point. say and he, this, and he's a younger guy, right? So that will have him. And, That's and definitely in the decision-making. Yeah, and Chris Beard is yanking people a little less now. I, I, I think I think he's a little slow. To, and, and again, I, I've heard you, there's a bazillion rumors out there. I don't know if it's correlated to Trey Mitchell. I don't know what it is, but he, guys are getting a little more, you know, um, leeway with, when they make a mistake or whatever. So I even I paid attention to it last night, and I was like, oh, he – that was kind of a dumb play, but mm-hmm. you know, okay, nobody's coming in for him. So some of that is changing, and maybe it was again trying to culture build. But now you're Mar- it's March first, man. You, you got to know who you are, mm-hmm. how you're gonna find a way to win, and I think I'm seeing that. So yeah, I, I appreciate the process, and I think hopefully that's what it was in, in in having so many new you know pieces of the puzzle for for when Coach Beard and his staff got here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think it's. I think it, it, it's easy to get critical too on the sidelines, but you know, our defense is so good. And a lot of times what helps defense is fresh legs. So, you know, sometimes there are coaches that have a 10 man rotation because they run two units of, of five different players, right? Like, because they want fresh legs out there defensively. And, and I know like a, a lot of times we're calling on our coaches to whittle it down to seven guys, whittle it down to a seven man rotation, but that's not what every team well, needs. Baylor has a six man rotation, maybe seven. And so, yeah, they really only played six guys. They really only played six guys and they won yeah. on, on our court and swept us. So, yeah, might be a little bit something to that. Just saying they won a national championship last year, but they have more guys then. But again, it's, I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. A lot of interesting basketball we play. We have Kansas Saturday, 1 p.m. PST, three central time. Uh, and if you're in the East Coast, that's at foe. Quick maths. Um, we talked about fish, talked about McDonald's. I'm going to go grab myself a filet fish and let you gentlemen get back to your evening. I'm Joshua Fisher. That was the Quan Cosby, Alexander Sopolis, and out of Georgetown, Texas, Nikki Snacks Kreider. We'll see you guys next time. Get your horns up. Talking Texas podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.